0: Ladies, gentlemen, welcome back. This is DC's Legends of Tomorrow podcast. We are here, we are live. Well, we are not live, but we're recording live because everything's kind of recorded live. It's It might get re-recorded, but it's still live. That's crazy. All right, so we're here to talk about episode 5, Fail safe. Fail safe. And if you do not remember, uh, Dr. Martin Stein has been captured. Ray Palmer has been captured. And Mick Rory, Heatwave, has also been captured. So, and Hawkman is still dead. Wow, what a, what a deal that guy got. It's like, you're going to be on a TV show with the superheroes, and you're going to be dead for half the first season. Oh, come back, right? Well, we'll see if the show gets picked up. That's kind of that conversation that went down there. Well, uh, uh, Hawkman, we're going to bring you into the office here, and we're going to talk to you. Now, now, we've got a role for you, and it's going to be really big. It's one of these superhero roles, and you're going to be a big star. Well, um, cool. Uh, Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, just sign you up to this dotted line. But the thing is, you're a Hawkman, and you're going to be dead for the good uh, first part of the season. What? I said you're going to be dead for the first part of the season. But I come back in a second? Well, we'll see if we get picked up for a second season. That road? You don't want to go down that road. And it's... it's... It's crazy, man. It's crazy. These guys are going to try and, and, and and you know, prison break. But who better to lead the charge than Michael Schofield himself, Wentworth Miller, Captain Cold. I know I threw a lot of names at you, but you'll recognize Captain Cold. And if you are a Prison Break fan, you do recognize the Schofield and the Prison Break references. Because, you know, hey, I loved it. Prison Break was awesome, especially the first season. Second season was a lot of fun, too. Things kind of... Things things fell apart. But hey, that's what happened in the shows. That's, that's great. That's awesome. So, this episode is about Leonard Snart leads a rescue mission when some of the team members are captured during the height of the Cold War. Well, that already happened. So that's not a description of this episode. You stupid guide. Rip assigns a secret side mission to Sarah, which could be a dangerous liability. Well... <clears throat> kind of that's kind of what's gonna happen in this episode uh i I don't know who wrote this guide but they're an idiot what's gonna happen is leonard snart is gonna lead a, a breakout of of team members who have already been captured during the height of the cold war and rip assigns a secret side project to sarah to eliminate a possible dangerous liability that's kind of a better word choice all right so fuck you god. What do you what is this a tweet? You got a limited number of words, characters? I guess it would be a better time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the description of the episode. It is the 5th one. It played on February 18th, 2016, and you can play it pretty much anytime you want through the iTunes or uh, your PVR if you saved it. Or, you know, illegal downloading. I'm not I'm not saying that's what you should do. I think you should buy it, support it. Otherwise, this show ain't going to last. It ain't going to be around because they don't count illegal downloads as views, guys. They do not count it. That doesn't help them sell ads. And that's what television shows are about. It's selling ads. Come on. That's what everything's about. Haven't you ever turned on the internet? It's about selling ads. Okay, so let's get into the episode. We are about to press the play. In 2166, an immortal tyrant named Vandal Savage conquered the world and murdered my wife and child. I have assembled an elite team to hunt him throughout time and stop his rise to power. Unfortunately, my plan is opposed by the body I'd sworn my allegiance to, the Time Masters. In the future, my friends may not be heroes, but if we succeed, they will be remembered as legends. Legends. And we kick it back off with a previously on. And they give us a rundown, like they always do, of everything that was important in the last episode. And no, shit, you need to know for this episode. That'll get you through it. you know, So you you can miss an episode or two or not have a very good memory, and still enjoy the show because it it pieces you in on all the important aspects, all the little important details. You know, McRory hates the Russian. You know they want Doctor uh, Doctor Stein to do some, do some shit, and uh, and and build a, a new firestorm for Russia in Dr. Vostok. So he's we start the episode, and there he is with my man Cisco, but Cisco's looking weird. He's got pink pants on, a purple shirt, uh, he's wearing a blazer, and his hair's pulled back. That's a weird Cisco. And Martin Stein, his bow tie wearing motherfucker, he's just hanging out, and he's he's excited as they're re recreating Cisco or uh, Firestorm, and Cisco's asking him, you know, questions and acting kind of weird, and he uses the word sir, and immediately Martin Stein's like, well, you know, Cisco wouldn't talk like that, and he wouldn't dress like you do, and Martin Stein realizes, hey. Something's fucking weird about you, bruh. Why don't you, why don't you uh, show me the secret handshake kind of a deal, you know? You, you know, you get you get the vibe something's up, so there's some mutant action going on here, or, or you know, Martin Stein's tripping balls. But you know he ain't in Star Labs because he was back in Russia. He's not, he, he, like, Star Labs and Cisco don't even exist in 86. So, so Cisco wouldn't even been born. So, Stein is not realizing any of this. And, um, well, I guess it's he's kind of dawning on him. And it turns out that it's not Cisco. It's Dr. Vostok. And they're not in Star Labs. They're in some weird Russian hangout. And uh, the Dr. Stein is like, Hey, what drug did you give me? And where can I get more of them? Because that was pretty awesome. And she's like, dude just finish your job because hey man like you're you're fucking around we, we, we gave you this job this sweet gig and you're you're just in here taking fucking drugs and talking to people who don't even exist yet and then uh our boy Randall Savage comes out and he's like hey man um i want you to build me a, a firestorm cuz I want my own firestorm to enslave the world a little a little early, a little a little ahead of schedule. And then he leans in and he's like, don't you think it's weird that I look like uh, Captain, oh fuck, what's his last name? Lance? Captain Lance from Arrow? Don't you find that weird? I look like Captain Lance with a beard and like a wig. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like they could be brothers. They have the same like mouth and intense face i i it would not surprise me as if, if these if these two dudes were related kind of the way um arrow and uh firestorm are related not not martin stein or um jefferson Jackson, but uh the other guy the original firestorm you know he was he's obviously arrow's brother they look exactly alike yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know, that's just my humble opinion, and, uh, yes, so they basically threaten, threaten Martin Stein that, uh, hey, if you don't give me Firestorm, you know, you're gonna die, your friends are gonna die, everyone's gonna die, and that's just, that's just, just how it is, because that's all this guy does, they also have just a bunch of threats until he eventually takes up with the world, you know, he's the empty threats, until one day, he it ain't so empty anymore, but uh, he he wants he wants his own firestorm to you know take over the world, and uh, and that's a problem. So we we get to see that we we get reminded that we're in Soviet Union in 1986 because it's not Russia at this time. Let's let's get that straight. And um, Jefferson Jackson is sleeping with some sort of fancy wristband with a blue blue rainbow or rope light on it. And uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we get more action in the medic bay, the dental chair in this show. You know, I've said it before. Their, their medic bay is real low-key. Low it's, uh, it's, not, it's not something that that you know, took a lot of production value because they're just like, hey, we could have like a robot that works on people. But let's just use lights and a dental chair and let's pretend that's like the future of medicine. Everything's just super fast and easy. And we uh, we get get more more exposition of how they're going to break in. And uh, Gideon gives them a rundown of the super max prison that they're in. And tells them, you know, in 200 years, no one's escaped. And this is awesome where Schofield is like, you know, I've never met a, bris- a, a building I couldn't break into. And that's so awesome. Because... He, he's going to lead the prison break, and uh, and Mick Rory's in prison. They know exactly who they're shooting for with this episode. They're like, we're going to get so many people who are prison break fans just because of the fact that Michael Schofield and Lincoln Burroughs are going to do a prison break on our show. I mean, this right now makes this my favorite episode of all the episodes. <clears throat> Simply, just just because uh yeah they're they're redoing what i love and call me a sucker but no it's like an homage like a cheese and they know uh that in 1986 that you know if we want to get uh any insight into a, a russian prison well let's go to people who know russian prisons and the russian mob in 1986 led the shit so let's send Rip Hunter, who looks, who looks like a let's let's face it, he's a trolling hipster in a towel. He's uh he, he's in the in the bathhouse. He's looking for a little tug, rub and tug, and he's like, hey Russians, um, how, how about you tell me uh you know some some ins and outs of your prison, the the, the secret part with Vandal Savage. And the Russian dude's like, I've heard of Savage. You know, he's got no respect for Russians' rich criminal traditions. And uh, this dude quickly figures out that, hey, uh, you guys don't have any tattoos. So you're probably, you know, not here for Russian badness. You're probably here just to rub and tug. And in 1986, they didn't play that shit, especially in Russia. So they're going to go beat the fuck out of these dudes. And he's like, Igor and Andre, you know, come on, come, come get a, come get some beat down on these motherfuckers in the towels. And we're going to get an Arnold-like fight scene in the towels in the sauna, just like red heat. You know, if you're familiar, that was a weird intro. And naked dudes begin to fight, but no, they're not naked because somehow their towels stay magically attached i can't even walk around my house after a shower and keep my towel attached these dudes are fighting and flipping around and k- throwing kicks like how do you keep a towel like that attached i want to know where they buy their towels do they have special like uh, bands inside them like this is such a, a risky prospect i wonder when they're filming this how they attach those towels they, they probably had like velcro in them or something they're, they're not real towels I'm telling you right now, we that there's no way they're throwing kicks with real towels. And uh, Sarah Lance shows up after beating the shit out of six dudes, and uh, you know Schofield's just standing by, um, you know, Captain Captain Cold. He's just standing by watching Rip Hunter fight this big Russian, and I don't get it because <clears throat> Rip Hunter beat up Vandal Savage, Vandal Savage beat up Arrow. But Rip Hunter can't beat up this guy. I have a feeling that Arrow would have beat the shit out of this guy pretty quickly. There's some problems here with continuity, guys. And as a comic booker, there, there needs to be consistency across the board of, of fighting levels. So people can say, hey, this guy would beat up this guy because he beat up this guy and these two guys fought. That's how we do it. That's how we do. And okay, we get to see inside um, the Russian prison and there's dudes just hanging out. And they, they look uncomfortable. And Mick Rory and uh, Ray Palmer get led to their suite, to their lovely new suite in in hell. And, uh, you know, as far as Russian prisons go, I, I figured it would be worse. You know, it's, it's very narrow and there's not, not much to look at. But there's a big window. You get lots of sunlight. That's kind of cool. I, I did not expect that to be um, even a remote possibility. So they should be psyched. And, uh, awesomely, we got Captain Cold dropping the line. Hey, this ain't my first prison break. Oh, yes, it isn't, because he made prison break, and they're making it again. I know we talk a lot about prison break, but I'm pretty psyched. All right? So, n- now, th- we the stage is set. We know what we gotta do. We know where to break these people out. They just gotta get, get things in mo- motion. And, uh rip hunter's like hey sarah well can i see you back in my office and she goes back there and he opens up his trench coat and he's like i'm gonna whip it out but she's like hey dude not interested not interested in your shit you know i kind of heard what you did earlier with the towels and not impressed and he's like all right well maybe i'll show you a video and maybe that'll warm you up and as he goes to turn on a video there's the news and it's it's a future where Star City is destroyed by firestorms, Russian firestorms. And uh, he's like, oh, fuck, you know, that kind of ruins the mood, but I guess this is important too. So in in 1986, if if Dr. Stein helps them create a firestorm, then it leads to the destruction of Star City in 2016, which doesn't make much sense because that's fucking 30 years later. But okay, they got at least two firestorms flying around and a camera following them. And they're blowing shit up in Star City. So they're like, you know, if you can't rescue Stein, well, I need you to murder him. You know, you gotta take him out. And we can't have him be a liability. That was the liability they were talking about. Martin Stein. If you can't rescue him, if there is a no-win situation, you gotta kill Stein, Sarah. That's your job. Ooh, bump, bum boom. Bum. So then, uh, Sarah Lance is getting her stuff all prepared from her fancy little um assassin suitcase, and Captain Cold is like, "Hey, um, you know what? What did what what or hip hip hopper want want to say to you?" And she's like, "Well, you know, n- nothing, n- nothing at all," and uh, and you know he's not an idiot this leonard snart he, he knows something's up with uh with sarah lance and there's a side plan and he's like he wants you to kill the old man doesn't he it's the obvious play and uh, you know that's why i like leonard snart he ain't an idiot he always knows what's going on and he knows how to cut to the chase and sarah lance is like yeah he showed me what happens to my home in 2016 and our families and if stein breaks the damage is irreversible and he's like, well, you know, I, I've i been through a lot of heists and I never had to kill my own. Well, obviously, Leonard Snart ain't a joker type. He doesn't shoot his own man. But he, he probably should if, if he's really smart. I mean, if he was smart, he would have killed Tea bag Let's be honest. Rather than cutting off his hand, would have cut off his fucking head. But, hey, that's to each his own. And back in russian prison we we got um ray palmer getting some uh getting some food getting some grub and it doesn't look that bad it's some sort of uh bean type sauce and bread and uh, he gets his food and it looks like everybody eats outside and ray palmer tries to introduce himself to some old man and that's just not what you do you keep to yourself what are you trying to do introduce yourself to a fucking prison friend and uh and and, uh, they're they're kind of trying to find out where uh, they're keeping stein and this big bully shows up the big woolly bully shows up and he's huge because i don't think ray palmer is a short guy and this guy's giant he's towering over ray palmer <clears throat> and he's like, "Hey, I, I'm gonna, you know, punch you in the face because I don't like you because you're stupid American teeth." And Ray Palm or Mick Rory grabs a lighter from some fool, and the fool doesn't even do anything. Doesn't even care. Seems like a lighter would be pretty tough to get, and seems like he would have at least looked at McRory and then Mick Rory could have looked at him, and that could have been the end of it. But no, the guy doesn't even look at him. It's like he didn't even notice Mick Rory took the lighter. It was fucking weird. But okay. Ray Palmer gets his ass beat and uh back in the lab or the Russian lab Martin Stein is is like you know I uh I can't help you I don't know I I don't know what you want or I'm not going to give you what you want and it's going to take you eight to ten years to rebuild the shit my friend stole the thermal core and uh the bowling ball and she's like Dude, do you really think I only built one of those fucking things? Come on. I knew you guys were going to fucking show up and steal it. Or maybe one would get a fucking problem with it. Like, come on. i do not to just build one. That's, that's fucking crazy. So he's like, oh, shit. You know, if you launch a Soviet firestorm, uh, the United States will retaliate and everything will be fucking destroyed. And, and she's like, well, you know, out of the ashes, things will be bigger. You know your big back yeah, MTV movie star presidents, and uh, you know I guess that's the '80s. But MTV wasn't big in '86. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I yeah I I I don't know. I don't think it was though. But who knows? I could be wrong there. Look that up. Email me Kyle underscore Leslie. Oh no, that is my email. That's my Twitter's. So, you know, Hot Girl is like, hey, um, Jefferson Jackson, what are we going to do? Jefferson Jackson's like, man, I, I, I got to fucking go save this dude. And he's like, uh, I, I just wish there was something I could do. And, and Hot Girl gives me the idea. Hey, maybe we can send this guy a message looper style. Well, We'll carve a fucking word into my arm or your arm. And uh, you know, Bruce Willis will see it in the fucking future because he he's the older version of you, and so, hey, they're going to do it, they're going to carve a secret sign into Jefferson Jackson's arm, and Bruce Willis is going to see it in the future, and be able to know, hey, I gotta, I gotta get out of Russia, because these, my, my homies are coming for me, and uh, yeah, yeah, so hot girl grabs, grabs a fucking knife, starts carving away in the guy's fucking arm, and it's like, you know, you only got a limited amount of time before... Or a limited time you can do that because... uh And it says, we're coming. You carve right into his arm. And, and because, you know, you're going to run out of fucking room. You're going to have that scar on your, you guys' arm forever. We're coming. Like, that's a weird fucking scar. You're never going to get rid of that, man. You can't plastic surgery that shit. Because that shit looked deep. Like... There's got to be a better way. Can't can't you just, like, read something and focus on something and send a message, like, telepathically? It seemed very vicious. Looper, I get it, because it's a life or death situation. But, alright, whatever. Whatevers. And, uh, Ray Palmer gets thrown back into his cell, and is playing with that fucking lighter still, just looking at the flame. So he was, he's obviously got some sort of, you know, something wrong with him, because he just looks at flame like he just loves it just like he just adores it and uh and he, he's like hey man like i i don't really care about you and you deserve that beat down you know and you standing up for that old man like was your fucking fault i'm not gonna take a beat down with you i didn't tell you to fucking do that and then the crazy russian that mick rory hates shows up with his captain captain outfit and he's like hey, you remember me? I'm here to take you guys away to somewhere fucking vicious. And we're at some sort of Russian gulag and Rip Hunter shows up in a, a, a military style truck and delivers a, a stack of cash and says the bear sent me. And he's got uh, a shipment of of something—I don't even know—but it doesn't matter, cause Snart and Sarah Lance hop off the back of the fucking bus, and they're they're in secret La La Land, and they're like, "Hey, you know, let's." uh he, He's like, Snart's like, uh, "You know, we probably shouldn't kill Stein. but um, okay, go ahead." So they're making Snart into a hero pretty fast, cause he doesn't want to fucking commit a murder why not why can't you just kill stein fuck him fuck him fuck firestorm you just die that's it game over you start killing off these people one at a, one at a time like predator he's hunting us one at a time because yeah now we get to see uh, martin stein gets real motivation because oh this is why the captain showed up in their cell We got Mick Rory and we've got Ray Palmer all tied up, lethal weapon style, hands over the heads. And we get to see that Mick Rory's arms are burnt to fucking shit. So he's definitely been in some, some bad fires, some bad fires and they're getting uh, electrocuted and it's, it's a motivation torture session for Dr. Martin Stein they're gonna whip him up some motivation by some lethal weapon torture you know it worked it worked on mel gibson why well, can't work on these dudes right am i right i am a r- 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 right you know are you too young to understand lethal weapon references so as they get superfied electrified uh, they you know we get told that it's not uh it's it's he's like why why aren't they asking any questions because it's not about the questions and so realizes uh, ray palmer it's 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 about the show and he screams out a message to the professor you know we're okay don't worry about it and uh professor stein plays it all cool and is like you think i got attachment to those fools i don't i don't care about them and they're screaming and you can read it all over fucking Martin Stein's face and that's pretty sweet about uh I'm not Mandel Savage here. He's like, you know, I, I've been alive for 4,000 years. I've learned a little something about patience. And it's true, man. Waiting 20, 30 minutes for this dude is nothing compared to someone else. Like This guy's been alive for fucking ever. And Ray Palmer, um, you know, immediately uh, stops, cuts in on the guy from, from beating Mick Rory with a hammer. And... You're like, what the fuck is he doing? Is he, is he planning an escape? And uh, he keeps talking to the the torturer, and the torturer is and he talks shit. He talks shit about the guy's mom, talking about her mom's mouth. And the guy starts beating Ray Palmer in the back with a fucking giant hammer, uh, and like that's like a mini sledge. Like that that shit would bust his lungs, his ribs. He, he would be dead. Uh, he would be dead within a few minutes. Because his in, internal organs would be ruptured. And that's it. He's gone. So I'm down in the basement. Leonard Snart's wheeling a dead body around. And uh, a Russian dude stops him. And it's like, where are you going? And he's like, well, you know, to to get rid of this body. And the guy said, like, well, you, you know, I'm going to check it out. And that's when he's like, hey, man. You probably shouldn't. Because... Dr. Vostok uses for a smallpox a smallpox experiment, and uh, the, the Russian dude is like, "Oh, fuck, get the fuck out of here!" So uh, Leonard Leonard Snart, you know, catches eyes. The prisoner is being escorted down the hall. It's Ray Palmer, beat to shit, and McRory looking kind of fine. And okay, so fucking uh, Leonard Snart's like, "I'm gonna go get get." Mick Rory out of jail i'm like fuck helping dr stein like that's not what this is about this is about me saving my partner he tells sarah lance who was hiding in the body bag what a twist it wasn't a smallpox experiment at all they were telling a lie to that guard wow i didn't see it coming did you and now back in the cell we've got uh we got ray palmer who isn't having trouble breathing so his lungs aren't broken or his ribs aren't broken and his lungs so it's kind of amazing but okay maybe that guy just doesn't know how to swing a hammer Uh, i don't know maybe it was a rubber hammer maybe it wasn't a foam hammer maybe it wasn't real and this is a movie and their behavior is not reflective of the actions i get it i get it okay so back in the ship sarah lance or Gideon's talking to um, Rip Hunter and Sarah Lance is making her way into position to take out Dr. Stein and the, the Rip Hunter is very concerned about the future events as he's discussing with Gideon about the timeline and Sarah Lance uh gets some good shots in and takes out a few good guards before getting an AK-47 fired at her in classic Russian style and Miss Lance is like, I can't I can't rescue Stein. They're moving him. They're moving him and I can't get him. There's too many fucking guards watching them. And uh that's that's when when Rip Hunter's like, okay, you know, decision's made. You gotta fucking ice this fool. Like, if you can't get to him because every guard in the gulag's looking at him, nah. Fucking ice that fool. Take Ma- Martin Stein out. Go get a fucking rocket launcher and blow that shit up. Grand Theft Auto Style. Walking Dead, huh? Pull a Daryl. What? Oh, I'm sorry, I just ruined that for you? Did I just ruin that? I don't know. If I did, fuck you. Watch it f- fucking sooner, okay? Watch it before listening to this podcast. You always have time. Okay, 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 okay. Joe Pesci. So, Firestorm is figured out by the professor. And, uh, well, it's not figured out. He's, he's still... Buying time, looking at the blackboard, faking shit. um You know, sweet talking to the lady. He's like, you know, I used to like Russia. I used to want want to come to Russia, and and I I had a love affair with Russian culture when I was younger. And she's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, it's a shame. Uh, your you know your side loses. In nineteen ninety one, your economy fails and your empire crumbles. And she's just, like, he's telling her that um you know the facts of the world how russia's kind of fucked up still and uh you know america's not perfect but he believes they are free to criticize their government which they aren't edward snowden and vote in fair elections which were not donald trump is not a fair election and he you know he's like i hate to break this to you dr bystock but you're on the wrong side of history no sorry there's America ain't fucking perfect and your elections are bullshit. And, uh, you know, you can buy your way into... You can't lead a country if you're fucking a millionaire. You don't know the average person's problems. They can't relate to you. They can't relate to me. Okay? That's just a fact of fucking life. They're not concerned of the average person. they just doing a job that they're getting fucking a lot of money to do. And that's it. That's it. Enough. Enough said. Anyway uh oh, rip hunter is like you know w- w- don't bother me fools hawk girl and fucking uh, hawk boy which he isn't but he's he's got no skills right now without dr stein he's got no skills and he's like i may not be able to be firestorm but i'm still a part of this team and he, rip hunter's like no bitch you ain't part of this team son i know this fucking team and without stein you ain't nothing and he's like well all i gotta do is touch stein and then we can fly out of there Said yeah, well, dude, man, like you're going to get past all the guards and the shit. You can't do it. And the hot girl's like, why don't you just create a distraction? I'll fly Jax in and no one will see us. And they're like, that sounds a good fucking plan. Well, what kind of distraction are you going to create for every guard? It's going to have to be a pretty big distraction. You're going to need to create a prison break. And then McRory is found by Leonard Snart. And he's like, yo, dude, I got a suit for you. And uh, they give, they give, uh, what's his face there? Ray Palmer his suit so he could shrink. And they're going to, they were going to carry him out in his little suit. That would be smart. Like put him in his suit, make him small and carry him out because you got your two guard uniforms but no instead uh mick rory's like you know we got to throw him on my shoulders i gotta carry this guy out because he took a beating for me and starts like he'd take a beating for a fucking stranger he's an idiot he's got some points you know there, there there are some noble things about ray palmer and there are some foolish things there are both but Uh, the, the plan of attack is, Hey, if we fly you in there, um, Jeff Jackson, then you've got to, for some reason, do a sprint to, to to a certain area. And this all is, is very critical because you have a torn ACL from playing football in high school. And that's the reason you couldn't go to college and you came firestorm in the first place. So it's all coming back around for him. It's all playing a big part for him. And this is where um, Ray Palmer is like, hey, here's everything you need to build a quantum splicer. And this is where Dr. Vostok is like, hey, dude, I found you got a message carved in your arm. And unless like, wait, you're half of, you're half of something. You're half, half, half of a body. No, no, wait, you're a firestorm. And she figures it all out. And Ray Palmer does a terrible job of, of, blu- of bluffing and pretending that he isn't Firestorm. But, you know, he, he obviously is. She figures it all out. And uh, s- s- she, she's excited. She's got it all going on now. She's like, dude, now we can commit the ultimate Russian crime and create a Russian Firestorm because I figured it out. I just need to be this with this dude. So she's like, you and I are going to become Firestorm. And Martin Stein doesn't like this. You yeah, know, but that's that's the name of the game. you going to be my bitch is the name of the game. And they continue with these low angles. I don't know if you realize this, but fuck, this show loves these low goddamn angles. You know, as it pulls into her and pulls out to her. It's, it's awesome. Back in the gulag uh, exterior... We see that Sarah Lance is set up underneath some sort of a vehicle. She's ready to snipe out Dr. Stein and she's going to take this fool fucking out as soon as she gets the opportunity. And Hawk girl swoops in, drops off Jefferson Jackson and Sarah Lance is like what the fuck are you guys doing? And Ray Palmer flies around and he's like this is what I should have done from the start, mate. I should have, I should have been here to to destroy the world. You know? Or I should, I should have been saving Sarah Lance. Or Dr. Stein. And Sarah Lance has already sat on shooting some fuckers. But uh, here we go. Um, Jefferson Jackson has 12 seconds open field. He's going to do it. He's going to make it. He's going to run. And Sarah Lance shoots the two fucking sniper dudes. And of course, what's his face breaks his fucking ACL. But he makes it anyway. Shuts off to power. And... You know, he's a Barry Allen, who? Well, Barry Allen would have made that without those dudes even seeing him. Like, I, you know, granted, that dude's way faster than me. But an alarm busts off because the power's been shut off. And all the um, the, the, soup, or the the jail cells are released because they're electronic locks. And, oh shit, Mick Rory and Leonard are dress as guards. So they're fucking terrified that they're just going to get stabbed in this riot. And somehow they're able to lock um, a cell door with the the evil general in in it with the big bully who beat up Ray Palmer earlier. So you see how things work in writing? You you just drop a little piece of why these people are bad and why these people are powerful. And that's how it works. And as, uh, uh, but I I still don't understand why that cell locked. I thought they all unlocked. Okay, whatever. Maybe they immediately relock. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how these jail cells work. But, uh, Hawk Girl is fucking tripping, tripping Vandal Savage out. So he's like, hey man, I'm not going to the fucking plane anymore. I gotta go fucking find this girl, cause she's an idiot and came right to me. And Ray Paul, or Vandal Savage is walking, and his goons get taken out. And then we get to see Dr. Vostok in a sexy, sexy black suit looking hot. And she's going to touch some nuclear radiation. You'd, you'd think that she would need Dr. Stein there first. I don't know. Did she take some sort of Marikuru or something? Like, how is she able to, to touch touch that fucking fiery ball without completely melting like Indiana Jones's villains? Um, you know, but Sarah Lance has got an open shot to Dr. Stein. She's like, I fucking have the shot. Should I take it? Should I take the shot? And nobody's really answering. She's like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do it." And Snart's like, "Don't, man, don't fucking do it. You know that's that's how a killer thinks, and that's that's not you anymore." So Snart's becoming a fucking hero, like the Foo Fighters song. There goes my hero. And and they let they let him go. Stein makes it in to the fucking nuclear reactor with the hot girl in the sexy black cat suit and she's like oh I'm touching this fucking basketball. I got basketball Jones and she's she's fucking loving it. She's she's like I've been waiting years for this and she touches the old dude and immediately he disappears and she's on fire my body's on fire There's a lot of songs going on here and it's it's um it's it's magical. And meanwhile, hot girl is laying fucking bombs, magnetic bombs that that you know Star Wars style. She's setting them up all over this fucking place, probably a little excessively. It doesn't seem like you need to put them that close together. You, you know, you could probably set them a little closer than, or a little further than three feet apart. But uh, Battle Savage shows up. We got some more low shots, low shots everywhere around and rip hunter shows up with this little fucking six shooter with the lights you know it's pretty cool looking it's like a futuristic six shooter and i I like his look he's like an old school cowboy but kind of a hipstery as much as i make fun of him i like how he looks i like how i like how he plays it and he's got vandal savage dead to rights and you're like well why doesn't he just fucking blow him away and he's like well dude man i want that watch you stole from me in 1975 and vandal Savage was like yeah i fucking remember that shit but why didn't you take it when you slit my throat I, don't you remember that you fucking dick and uh vandal Savage was like i have no desires to kill you i want to see you alive and or i want you to see the world burn and when you know i kill your wife and son because i've memorized their face miranda and jonas thanks for telling me their names remember remember when he did that Cause I've been thinking about them for 11 fucking years. And I've, I've got them memorized, man. They're going to fucking suffer and they're going to know it was your fault. And you're like, why doesn't this guy just fucking blast him in the head? Like, fucking shoot this dude. And nope, they blow him up with the bombs that hot girl was laying out. And that's awesome. I love that they can you just keep killing the bad guy and he keeps coming back. He keeps on coming back like one of those cats. And outside there's a fucking massive riot but Mick Rory, Sarah Lance, and Jefferson Jackson just stand by watching, watching guards lose their lives, never see their children again, because all these fucking, you know, people who probably committed legitimate crimes are getting out and, and, you know, murdering people once again, but okay, that is what it is, I guess, and this is where beat up fucking Jefferson Jackson with his torn ACL is gonna go out to get Stein back. So he he hobbles off forward, and leaving Sarah Lance who's like a trained ass badass motherfucker, and McRory or not McRory, Leonard Snart with the, his ice gun gotta go out and beat some motherfuckers up. Cause you know Jefferson Jackson can't do shit, especially with a torn ACL. So he he somehow hobbles over. To the burning woman, Doctor Bostock, and she's she's you know, she's fucking beats the shit out of. Me. She's like fuck you, dude. But he's trying to plead inside, inside with Doctor Stein Gray, as he calls him, and he's like, you know, you can control this bitch. You can you can fucking work her over and and stop her from fucking firestorming me, and then I can touch you and we can fucking pull you out of there. So, boom, there's a rupture, and Dr. Stein is released from the fucking and chick. And, and, and Jefferson Jackson is, is happy as shit. And for some reason, they can touch. Oh, because he needs that, uh, he needs to put that thing on his chest, right? And oh, the chick, Dr. Vostok, is still burning, but she's having like a nuclear meltdown. So they're like, oh shit, we better run. And I'm like, wait a second 1986, nuclear meltdown, Russia are they on the ukraine border is this the start of chernobyl is this how chernobyl started because of a nuclear meltdown and firestorm in a fucking russian prison wasn't actually a a, a nuclear um what do you call it nuclear power plant at all i was like that's pretty fucking badass but i don't think that's what they're going for here i think it's just kind of coincidence but who knows who knows So back on the, uh, the wave rider, they fucking take off down, down fancy, fancy ship alley as the music from the shining plays and they all get, get a little bit of liquor in them and they have a good time as they, they're like, Hey, you know, we, another successful mission. We got all the team back and thanks. Thanks for fucking rescuing me. Says Ray Palmer and McRoy's like, you took a beating for me. We're even more drinking, less feeling, you know? Well, i don't think that's really what happens a lot of people open up when they get the drinks in them they start feeling more and start talking more and that's why they fight because hey they're they're emoting and they all hail the captain because uh hey we can drink and in 1986 in russia the fair land says the drinking age is, is is 12 i don't know if that's true seems kind of fucked up but regardless he's he's over 18 And alcohol doesn't magically become uh, consumable in your body when you're 21. That's bullshit. You you can go fight a war, but you can't fucking have have a drink. Shut up, Martin Stein. You idiot. You're from Canada. You drink at 18, 19 in some shitty fucking provinces. Fuck. What an idiot. So, uh, Sarah Lance is like, you know, um, I feel kind of weird. Normally when I don't complete a mission for the League of Assassins, I'm, I'm, you know, that would be me getting killed. Maybe I'm losing my edge. I, know, I feel fucking bad that I, 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 like, couldn't kill this guy. I feel bad about it. Well, I kind of feel bad that I, like, didn't want to kill him. Actually, that's the weird part. And rebounder's like, you know, one day, it'll all come back to you. You'll be able to kill again. Don't worry. And boom, uh, the piece is erupted by fucking evil Kronos in his his battleship. Hey, he's back, baby. You didn't think you didn't think Kronos was still around, but he's still fucking hunting people in his crazy Darth Vader mask and he's like, Ooh, I'm gonna get you. I'm a bounty hunter. You know, which suggests that he'll work for anyone. So Kronos isn't necessarily a good guy or a bad guy. That's why they call him Boba Fett, I guess, because he's a bounty hunter. Makes sense that makes sense now it's not because he's wears a mask and flies a ship it's because yeah he's a bounty hunter and wears a mask and flies a ship so he fires a fucking missile and their their ship is gravely compromised and they're trying to uh you know maneuver out of it in this this tube that they're flying through this green electrical tube that they're flying through and I got to be honest with you. I don't have high hopes for your your deeking. Is that a word deek? I think it's a word. Could just be hockey or sports, but I think you're trying to you're trying to evas- an evasive maneuver. And it looks like they got hit pretty fucking good and they got to do an emergency landing. So, they take take fucking refuge in a new set, which looks pretty expensive. I got to say, they they put a lot of production value into this cuz it's big. It's expansive, and the ship. They hide it out because it's in the background, and they're like, "Hey, look, there's a fucking radio, there's a Palmer Tech building, but it says smoke." Well, we're in Star City. I thought you said the skyline was safe in in 2016 in Star City. And they're like, "It is," but this is 2046. Ooh, and then they they see fucking the Arrow. Arrow pops up on a fucking semi roof, and they're like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" and sarah's like hey oliver it's me sarah and uh and they're like ray palmer's like hey i know it's been a long time oliver but uh rip hunter don't you remember rip hunter recruited us to become legends and oh it's not rape or it's not oliver queen it's some black dude wearing oliver's costume and he's got two arms so we know it's not oliver because Oliver's supposed to show up in the future with one arm just like the comics green arrow one arm goatee maybe that could be pretty fucking cool. And uh, yeah, well, this guy's like, hey, I know Oliver because I'm a black dude. And he shoots a fucking arrow at him. But he had, a, he had an arrow's voice. So I, I wonder what's going on. And we see clips from next episode. Who are you? I'm the Green Arrow. Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow. Oliver Queen is dead. I've been trying to hold this city by myself. City of thieves and criminals. No, it's not possible. I'm going to enjoy killing you. That's <laughs> Oliver. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Wow, that was pretty exciting. I can't wait for that episode. I cannot wait. Can you? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was another exciting episode of Legends of Tomorrow. You can email me at legendoftomorrowpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kyle underscore Leslie. And you'll rate, review on iTunes, get all that stuff going because it's pretty sweet. It's pretty special it's pretty nifty guys and i love you for it i love you for it all right and if if you want to find episode one or two you probably have to go on to the mcgiver podcast because this soundcloud is not really paid for but maybe it will be maybe i will up, upgrade it because you guys seem to be digging it and i'm loving it i'm loving giving this out to you guys so hey let's let's fucking give it to you guys because next episode's gonna be great we got star city 2046 it's gonna be fucking cool man It's. It's. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's find out. Why did Oliver Queen die? Is that really Oliver Queen in the end? Does he show up? Are we gonna get him? Are we gonna get a glimpse of Oliver Queen, the one armed bandit? Well, he's not really a one armed bandit, but he's supposed to have one arm. That's how he shoots Superman with the fucking kryptonite and helps Batman defeat him. Am I right? Yeah, I'm right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. I wanna thank you once again for tuning in. I am Kyle Leslie, and this has been DC's Legends of Tomorrow.